This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I'd actually like to start from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees his soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And he's again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition, um, edition every other couple of days now, like I said, until the draft and even after the draft, it's going to be pretty busy uh, pumping out reviews of players who might even be on other teams in a couple of weeks because today is the 14th, so I would have uh, 11 days to get out about, about another 15 players. It's not going to happen, so there's going to be at least, like, like I said, 10 reviews of people after. If you don't want to watch the shows, whatever, if you're trying to learn about football, and you're curious about the teams, maybe just like the Dolphins, the Bills, whoever it may be, <clears throat> um, that's great. But episode 41, just get to the housekeeping, cleaning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, JRB31 on Twitter, I just put up Ed Oliver. I have five more plays to put up of Oliver, which I'll do tonight, have an Oliver review ready for tomorrow in the moment. And then I'll be doing a show of him <clears throat> on probably Tuesday. Uh, leave reviews if you could at TOJ. Uh, TOJ space film space room on iTunes, YouTube, just have been turning the jets. Obviously we're there. Uh, been pumping out a ton of content. As you can tell, I'm going to do mailbags again after, you know, like I said, draft season's done. Um, you can always email me at blue at Joe TOJ at Gmail with no spaces. Like I said, today's Jonah Williams. We got two five star ratings. Um, one review from GV reflex who left the review in the right place this time. Uh, said awesome show. Very detailed. All jets fans will enjoy the show. I appreciate it. Like I said, nice, nice, short and sweet and to the point. Um, I appreciate that. It's still a five-star rating and a review. So you keep pumping those out. Like I said, after probably about 50, I'll do something, whether it be like a TOJ sweatshirt or a game or tickets or whatever. Um, obviously, I might have to pay for it myself. So, But we'll see. I'll, I'll do something for somebody. So I'd appreciate that uh, if you could leave the review. Like I said, Tuesday's Ed, Ed Oliver. Thursday or Friday, I just did the vote and got the results. Uh Garrett Bradbury is next, so we're doing one offensive lineman, then a defensive lineman, then an offensive lineman again. So we're getting into some offensive linemen, which I never like like it going into it, but then once I start watching it, I appreciate it more. It's it's definitely I would say it's probably the hardest position to learn because there's five guys who you have to know their assignments and what they're trying to do. It's not just one on one. It's not corners versus receivers or whatever. Um, but that's a little bit more simple to a certain extent, unless you're an offensive line guy. But I have a pretty good understanding understanding for it. <coughs> um, other stuff, <clears throat> Game of Thrones is tonight. If you're not watching that show, if you don't and you never watched it before, uh, I recommend it highly. And it's funny, I actually tweeted about Game of Thrones before. I lost a couple followers because of it. I don't care, uh, to be completely honest. But that show is just fantastic. So uh, what are you doing with your life if you're not watching that show? So I would get on it now and ignore everything um that you possibly could about it because any little detail gives that show away so uh do that but uh that's at nine o'clock tonight it's three thirty. i was actually going to do the show a little bit earlier i wanted to do it like one o'clock but 
because of all the Tiger Woods hype, I, I watched the Masters from like whole probably 12 today after I, after I woke up. Um, congrats to Tiger on doing that, like 11-year drought. I think he has, what, 14 championships now? Uh, and he's like three or four behind Nicholas or whatever it is. So uh, hopefully he can do that. Because like I usually root for the underdog, but when it's like greatness, like that level of greatness, like Tiger Woods, LeBron James type level greatness, I kind of want to just see it um, keep progressing. So I could say I was there and I, I saw that, you know, I was alive for that, you know, as a young kid watching that. So um, good job by him. Uh, other than that, yeah, uh, like I said, my girlfriend's trying to make me go to a six-year-old's birthday party tonight, too. It's like at 7 o'clock. I'm like, listen, I'll go to the birthday party, but if you don't think I'm walking out the door by the latest 8.30, you're out of your mind because I'm leaving with or without you because <clears throat> there's no way I'm not going to be planted on my couch at 8.50 uh, waiting for Game of Thrones. And if you think I'm a loser for it, whatever. I, <clears throat> you wouldn't know if you don't watch it. So, um, But we'll see. NHL playoffs have been pretty good, too. I was watching the game last night. Who was it? The uh, the Flames and the Avalanche, if I'm not wrong, are the teams who went to the uh, – yeah, they went to OT last night, like late, late last night because I was at work. It was, it was 1-1 going to the third. Flames scored with like 12 minutes, and then the uh, Avalanche scored with like three minutes left to go in the game. Went into overtime like 10 minutes in. Uh, the, the Avalanche scored, and you know, I'll root for the Avalanche because they're from Colorado, USA team versus Calgary, who is uh, – you know, from Canada. Um, but last thing, uh, I got some news that a 14-year-old uh, Vincent watches every episode with his dad, which, by the way, is is fantastic. I was told by a good friend of mine, Scott Mason, that he wanted to watch the show to learn about the intricacies of football and learn about football. Um, that is awesome that I know that a, you know, a, a younger kid, uh, you know, in a high, probably what, freshman now, uh, is watching it, the show every week or every other couple of days with his dad and they sit down and watch the show. That is freaking, that's fantastic. So bravo to you for uh, watching the show. I appreciate it a lot. And uh, you're about to watch an offensive lineman. So that's, that's awesome. No pressure. Just no pressure. Yeah. You might, you know, this kid and his dad watch the show every week and uh, you know, all this stuff. No, no pressure on me to not screw this up, even though I do screw up frequently, but I admit it. And then, you know, maybe it's funny for you guys, but uh, so awesome, Vincent. And if you guys ever like have a question, you know, obviously I do the mailbags and stuff, but if you guys ever have a question, even that I don't have to answer on the show about, you know, this technique or this coverage and you, you know, you want to know about it more because, you know, Vincent wants to, I don't know if he goes by Vincent or Vinny. My, my one friend's Vincent and they call him Vinny, Vin, whatever. Um, but if you want to know about a concept or a coverage, you can email me. I'll email you back and tell you, I love talking football. So feel, uh, feel free to do that if you guys want to, you know, you're watching, you want to know about something more. Like I said, blue at Joe, T-O-J at Gmail. Um, <clears throat> that's it though. We have Jonah Williams coming, my number nine overall prospect who dropped a little bit. National championship game didn't help him. There's nothing on the national championship game that I could find uh, to, to break down, which is basically me finding anything is me going on YouTube because the, you cannot get college film um, unless you know somebody uh, who is part of that organization or you're big, big time, you're not getting college film. So basically my, my film review is going on YouTube, watching the full games. They'll be like, you know, offensive line. It'll be like uh, Alabama versus Clemson offensive line. And it'll, it'll be all the plays. And you just watch all the plays. Uh, I wish I did have real film because it is easier to break down, especially offensive and defensive line with real film and actually all the, all the other, because I only get the broadcast view. Broadcast view trying to break down corners and receivers is really hard. And you'll see when I get into my corners and receivers, there's only like, sometimes like 14, 15 plays these guys because it's just impossible to know because you'll see them, you know, release off the line and then the second half of the play or the top of their top of their uh, you know route stem and their breaks and stuff like that. I can't even see it really. So it's, it's a little bit more difficult with, with those type of guys. Um, but best fit, I do think he's a left tackle. I would, I would think it has to be a zone-heavy scheme. He's not really so super powerful where he could be in like a power or man scheme and drive people off the ball. 
Um, so I do think he should, he should, he should still be a left tackle or even a right tackle maybe, but left tackle and right tackle is a different position. Uh, now their importance is as not exaggerated. Like it's not as, as big of an exaggerated difference as people like to say it is like, Oh, left tackle is really important. And right tackles are kind of important. Khalil Mack and Von Miller consistently rush off the right side as well. So I think they're pretty much just as important. Maybe the left tackle a little bit more because the quarterback cannot see them uh, for the most part. If you're, if you're a righty, so it's, it's a little bit more important, but not really. Guys rush off either side. Um, but listen, trying to drive off your off your right foot and that being your, catch, your, your drive foot and your left foot being your catch foot and then going to the right side where your left leg is your drive foot and your right foot is your, uh, is your, uh, is your catch foot. And it's just different handwork, you know, uh, completely. So it's like trying to throw a ball with your right, your right arm and then going to lefty. It's not as easy as people think it is. Um, that's, that's maybe a little bit dramatic, but you know what I'm saying. It's not just easy. Oh, just put them on the right side. You're, it's a completely different side. You're doing everything with the opposite hand, opposite leg. Um, so I think, he, I think he's a left tackle, zone-heavy scheme, because zone is a little bit more finesse, tackles a little bit more of a finesse position where the inside – um, you need to be strong. And I don't think he's strong enough to necessarily take on, you know, 340-pound defensive tackles or nose tackles or even guys like Aaron Donald. I think he's more of a finesse-type player. So I think putting him in a more of a finesse-type position um, at tackle where he could use his technique and his kick slide and how fast he is on that and his ability to frame rushers um, to his advantage against 240, 250-pound outside linebackers where 300-pound offense, uh, defensive linemen I think could blow him up a little bit. Um, now, if he wasn't going to move inside, I think the best position for him would be left guard because left guard is a little bit more of a finesse position if you are running more of a power type scheme uh, because typically power does go to the right side. Typically, it's, And this is not 100% of the time, but typically you're, the right side is the strong side. Um, of your of your formation so left guards pull more than right guards so if you want him pulling as a left guard um, and that's where you want to try to fit him and let's let's say if it was a if it was an inside zone outside zone type scheme and then you mix some power into there uh, power counter whatever you whatever it wants to be um, then he could fit there but I'm still gonna especially for the Jets the Jets with with Frank Pollock are gonna run more um, zone type zone type schemes. So I think his best best fit is a left tackle in that scheme. And just in general, I think it's left tackle in a, in a zone heavy um, type scheme. But let's get into the strengths and the weaknesses before I get into the film, as we always do. I have 25 plays of, uh, of Jonah Williams. So uh, strengths covers, covers ground on first step of kick slide, drive catch, uh, hand placement most of the time. Um, frames rushers well, stays square, gets hands out first, quick out of stance, controlled hands. Uh, balance and pass sets, consistently good base and pass protection, will control rushers' hands, uh, athletic, aggressive, fluid hips, timing of combo blocks, IQ, attacks hips on combos, which is important, and I'll show you in a little bit. We probably talked about it before. Uh, overall IQ, um, I think I said that already, movement to second level, rarely gets thrown off balance and pass protection, quick feet, will assist offensive guard, then get back out to edge, which I know I have a play of. Um, good hip positioning to properly block backside uh, seal reach, etc. Um, good stance as he loads up on inside leg to explode, which I can show. I believe uh, he's getting out of stance every time, but I'm gonna see if I have a really good angle for it. Uh, weaknesses: can play high in run game, plays with body upright and pass pro at times, which is why it gives the impression that he has some short arms, um, which he really doesn't. I think they're like 33 inch arms, which is kind of average, maybe a little bit below average, but not bad arms. Um, little uncontrolled to the second level at times, isn't able to drive defenders far, can see some oversets in pass protection, ducks head into some blocks, narrow base and run game, bends at waist and into blocks too often, have seen him get trucked on multiple occasions, inconsistent anger, an- anger, anchor, uh, would like more attacks 
more attacks versus contact points. Um, okay, so let me pause this and then bring up the first place. So I will be back. Uh, let me minimize it in two seconds. All right, we're going to start off versus Georgia. Let me pull this up. And obviously, he's left tackle. I don't think I should have to say where he is every single time. Uh, he doesn't really play any other position. So he doesn't like he moves up and down the line. Um, first play, well, one, this the, it's a five-tech right here. Uh, somebody's asked me about the techniques. If I have a play over the top of the offensive line, I'll show it. Um, I've done that a lot on this show. But for people who are like new listeners or whatever, um, like I said, I don't know if Vincent and his dad just started watching or if they've been watching for a year, but I've done that before, but I'll do it again. Um, so obviously the, the defensive end right here, the five tech is, he's pretty slow to get out of his stance. Clearly he's a, literally the last one to react to this. So, um, Williams wants to stay square. You always want to stay square to your guy. And even if you can't split them, cause I, you know, I've said before, like, keep your, keep your outside leg to the crotch. Listen, he's not going to flip his hips and then get his get his uh, get his knee into his crotch. So when they're rushing from the inside, they're trying to loop around or they're slow off the snap. All you really want to do is you want to get a little bit vertical, um, and you want to just stay tight to that to that guard that's that's next to you. And you see this with his footwork, where he go, goes a kick slide or goes to actually like like a drive catch. Drive catch is it's basically just a shorter click, uh, kick slide. Where a kick slide, your th- this right foot would actually l- literally almost be really close to your draw, to to your uh, to your back foot. It'd, it'd kick it. It's a kick and then slide, kick, slide, kick, slide. Where drive catch, it's almost like it's almost like meeting it halfway, like it, where it comes halfway, and then that foot meets halfway, drives, catch, drives, catch. It's a little bit different. <clears throat> um, so he's usually drive catch. There are some guys like I'll show who are, who are uh, kick slide. That's at least my difference in, in those from what I, from what I've seen. Um, but good good double tap on that left foot right there. You see it. As he, he usually be like double catch or uh, that you have that drive drive catch and then you'd have um you gave more depth but he covers a little bit of ground with that second step on the left foot but so he almost double taps it that's to just keep his distance from the from the left guard um and not make too big of a big of a b gap because if he went into his into his slide um or into his pass set we'll just call it uh, too far back, then there's a big gap in the in the B gap. That's more of a direct angle to the quarterback. Um, so good job right there, maintaining his distance from the from the left guard. That double tap uh, frames the rusher well. Which framing him is basically just 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 staying square and 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 just staying yeah just staying square and punching um, inside of his chest. It's just knowing it's just good body positioning basically for your block is framing guys. Uh, gets his hands inside. You see how his his hands don't shoot for from too low. Uh, gets good extension, good hand placement. Um, for the for the most part, depends. Like some some guys, I, I know Joe. I think Joe Thomas talked about this. Where Joe Thomas liked to actually get his left hand because he was a left tackle as well on the outside pecs, so the outside right peck of the uh, of the offensive lineman, and then his right his right or sorry, or the defensive lineman, not the offensive lineman, and then his right hand would hit the bicep and then slide up to the to the uh, to the shoulder because of a. Couple, a couple different things with that left with a left arm. If it's too too wide, they can bull rush you. If it's too far inside, you give them a track to the outside. If it's if it's perfectly on that peck, then that's that's great. Same thing with this inside arm. If the inside if the inside arm is too far inside, that gives them a track inside because if your hands are too tight, you're kind of you're kind of locked and they can go right inside. Where if it's too wide with that right arm as well, um, you can bull rush. So you need your hands nice and nice and square. Uh, but that out that that shoulder that he likes to control is because they're rushing to the outside anyway. Where if they were trying to go inside, he'd probably try to shoot to the chest and drive them. But um, that's just some difference in I guess in philosophy or philosophy from him. But 
good hands. He gets his hands on first, good extension. Or, yeah, his hands get on first for the most part. That left arm might tap him a little bit, but uh, good job. Good job staying nice and square in that. So he has nice balance in that in that block um, with that good extension. So good good uh, pass, pass uh, set from there, or from Jonah Williams right there. Next play, again, is against Georgia. Let's see. <clears throat> All right, left side, clearly. So this is a 45 degree set where like I've, you know, you have, you have vertical sets where they, they can bend a little bit outside and go vertical. You have straight vertical sets. Um, there's some in between, like there's, there's like a couple angles, like straight back. There's, there's a little bit back and angled. There's straight out. There's, there's 45 degree sets, but you have like some, you have like altered ver- uh, vertical sets. You have 45 degree sets is basically just 45 degrees um, to them or 45 degrees. I'm so bad with angles. There's times where I'm talk, going to talk about angles and like I, for, I forget like 45 degree, 90, 60 is like I need to go study angles <laughs> so I can talk about like angles and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, 45 degrees that you're, you're more just you're jumping outside on that on that angle um, where a jump set is like you're basically attacking them. Those are the three different uh, generic type of pass sets. You can kind of differentiate a little bit between like a vertical step or a vertical set and a little bit of it like a, of a uh, bended vertical set. There's a little bit of differences, but um, good job right here on the, on the vertical set. Again, you see that little bit of a double tap. He just, he's, he's staying balanced in that he's framing the rusher. Um, he's not going to jump too far outside. If he jumps too far outside, again, B gap is open. So good job with the, with the footwork right here for sure. Um, ducks into the block a little bit. Not, not too much, um, but he gets, but he gets his hands, at least the left hand looks like like it's inside, and you see how the right hand, if you're seeing right here, it's not on the chest until after. I think he goes to shoot up, and that hand is there, so it kind of deflects the hand. Um, but he works to reset that. You see, then he gets it inside right there, so it's not inside, and then he fights to get that inside. That's important for guys to to reset their hands because the guys will like panic and then grab the shoulder and all this stuff. So, um, good job to get his hands inside, and then as the uh, defensive end, the five tech is going to. Uh, rush up that arc and try to bend that corner. You see how he leans his weight into him. He leans his he's leaning his weight into him, but he's staying he's staying balanced. Where a lot of guys will lean too far into him, and then they'll throw that spin move and they'll fall over. But he's leaning into him while staying while staying nice and balanced uh, with 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 a good base, um, good footwork right here um, for that. So next play, like I said, he's pretty technically refined, especially in pass pro running game. I wasn't as big of a fan as I thought I would be prior to watching his film. Um, oops, again, off the left side, as you can see, it almost goes for a touchdown or does go for a touchdown left side. Let's see what this is. So I'm watching the show. This is counter OF. Remember the guard is pulling and a typical power play and the counter. I used to think that the counter depended on the action of the, of the running back where people would see like running back step, you know, the opposite way and then, and then take the ball. There's, there's counter actions in the back where they take a step the opposite way, but it's still power. The counter versus power is depending on the offensive line. Uh, typical power, there's altered powers and things like that, but typically power would have uh, the fullback kick out the the E-mall, the end man in line of scrimmage, um, and then the guard leading the way. And when the guard when the guard kicks out, and then the pulling guard kicks out, and then the fullback, H back, whoever it may be, extra running back, tight end is leading the way. Uh, that's counter OF. Now, if this was you know, the guard and the tackle, like I've talked about before, and the tackle led the way, the guard kicked out. That would be, that would be counter Trey. We've talked about it before. Uh, so this is counter OF. And you see Williams, who bypasses, he, he bypasses this edge because that's quite literally the guard's job. 
is to kick him out. So he's not going to, he's not going to throw a block on him because that's the guard's job. This is assignment type block. And this isn't zone where you just take the guy, you know, obviously if you're running right, you take the guy to your right, like that type of stuff. This is, this is power. So they have specific guys that they are going for. So he, he skips that, the email, he's going to skip this, this, um, defensive back as well because he's in a, this guard is going to kick out the email and the um the h back or is he an h back yeah he's an h back uh kicks out or actually blocks the um the deep defensive back right there and they they kind of threw like they were kind of safe with this defensive back they were going to leave this guy isolated this uh the corner because they had a crack block right here uh, which is going to be largely eliminated from the NFL this year because there's no more blindside blocks because the NFL is getting soft. Listen, if you're going to run in and you don't know where you're going and you don't have awareness of you, you, you deserve to get rocked. And that's from guys who I've played football. I've gotten hit so hard by, by a fullback who's like 220 pounds where I literally did a backflip on the field when I was like 150 pounds. I was playing my senior year uh, at, at safety and, and corner and running back and receiver, all the positions I played. And, uh, it is what it is. I was running. I, I didn't see where he was coming from. I wasn't looking at the field. I was just looking towards the sideline to, to, to the guy uh, to the corner who I was trying to block for the other running back because we ran Veer and we had two running back sets. We had two wing backs and I was one of the wing backs. And I was blocking from other running back and I got rocked. Like I'm talking like serious, like like a backflip. I got, he's one of those shorts, like stumpy guys. Like, so I was like lankier guy, especially in high school. Like I was like 140, 150. I'm like 195 now. So I got obviously, you know, bigger as I, I got older, go to the gym and stuff. But, uh, I was lanky. So I was like six foot 150. <laughs> and, uh, there's this, like I said, fullback who is like five, eight, 200 and like 10 pounds. I'm talking like stocky bulldog. Uh, so he has the leverage and he rocked me. <laughs> so, uh, I've been blindside block before. It's I deserved it. Um, so I, I don't like that rule in the NFL. It's, it is what it is, but it's kind of stupid. So uh, he bypasses him as well. By, bypasses the email. Email bypasses the, the defensive back right there, and then works his way to the to the Mike linebacker. And uh, this is so. This is the problem. Like sometimes he's really consistent with getting to the second level and blocking guys. Here's pretty good. Uh, he's leaning a little bit into it, but that's that's okay. Uh, he frames him well. He gets his hands inside, as you could see, or his one hand inside, one hand on the shoulder, which is okay. Um, and he works. He, he's going to work to reset his hands depending on, on the position of the defensive back because it's hard. You're not going to be able to keep your hands on the defensive back unless you have them close and, and, and tight and you can hold them. Uh, because if you have a guy, listen, if, I, I always point at my screen. If you have a guy hold and you're holding him like this where you're grabbing the jersey, the refs see that. But if he was super tight, his elbows were bent, and he has them inside, if you're looking at like my screen, if you have him right, nice and tight like this, they're never going to see that holding. Um, so extension holding is different than like having a close holding because if you're, if you're close, all offensive linemen are holding. It's just never called. Um, so from here, he can't, he's not going to be able to just hold them uh, because that defense back does absorb it and try to get off of it. But nice job to reset his hands. Uh, you know, keep his body into it and and drive him, and uh, it does result in. Doesn't look like a touchdown. His knees down right into that left knee right there. He's down right here, so it's like the one yard line. But still, a nice play from uh, Jonah Williams right there. All right, three more plays. Actually, I think we have more. I think we have like four or five more plays of uh, of Bama versus Georgia because when I was watching this, like probably two months ago, that's all they really had. Uh, I don't know if they put up any more, but you guys know I'm busy, so I can't just keep going back and back and back and keep trying to watch guys. But so this is one of the problems I see in his game. Like in the run game, I don't think he's super strong. And this is why, like people said, he's like super, super technically refined. I think he's very refined in the uh, in the pass game. Run game, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of him. This so I don't think he could like drive block and and kick out and 
this sort of stuff versus like defensive tackles and stuff like that. He's just not, he doesn't have the best technique. You see him on the left side right here. Um, they're actually running another counter. They ran, they ran counter OF like a thousand times in this game. Uh, different, a little bit of a different version here where that, that tight end is kicking, that, that right tackle is kicking out as well. Um, it's probably based on uh, on assignment and where everybody's lined up because uh, I guess that's just how they how they call it right there. Because I guess if he was if this tackle was trying to down block this uh, um, this four eye tech, if he penetrated up the field, then the guard couldn't really reach out to that to this uh, or uh, pull to that. That's all linebacker, I guess it is. Um, but again, regardless, it's, it's counter OF right here. And you see Williams on the backside of this. This is one of his problems in the run game that I don't love. I've, I think he ducks his head a, a little bit too much for me. And you see how he bends. He's bending at the waist. So his like, legs are pretty, pretty straight and he's bending at the waist. You're never going to generate power like that. Uh, and, and your head is down as well. So um, not good right there. If ben, like, you, you'd like to see him shoot out, be square. Um, shoot his hands up, you know, from from a tight elbow position right into the chest, uh, especially on the backside as well. But you're, when you're ducking into a block and leaning at the waist like this, um, this is why he gets beat with a little like push pull. And yeah, the defensive end doesn't get to that side. You're like, oh well, he didn't get to that side. But if but if the running back was to cut back because it got clogged and try to cut there, he made a tackle. People would have marked it as a bad play. So the result of the play is does this go for okay. Uh, I don't know how I'm not going to count all those yards, but like at least like a 30 yard run or whatever it was. Um, but you have to look at just what he was doing. So it's not, a, it's not as simple as just, Oh, it's, it's a 40 yard play. That means everybody played well in that play. You know, but people are, some people are really like simpletons like that. Uh, left side again, right here. Um, yeah, this is just it's like, like I said, it's, it's not like it's, it's consistently bad. And this is only goes for, for, you know, no yards or a yard, whatever it is. Uh, another counter OF. They ran this a ton they, um, from different. You can run it from different sets, from different angles, and things like that. But this is another counter OF, and Williams does a good job right here, um, sealing sealing the backside or, or or just blocking backside. You see him right here on the, on the uh, top of the screen, left tackle, and a lot of guys like even like Brandon Shell just doesn't understand angles, and Brandon Shell might just like drive towards him right here and try to block him. Um, instead of literally putting his hips and his body in between uh, the defender and the, and the backside. So you're like putting your body and your hips and your legs in front of the gap is almost more important than, than just block. Or it is more important than blocking him. You'll, you'll see guys who just will just uh, aggressively attack him, um, you know, straight on and try to block him out of this play. Um, where if the defensive end is able to, you know, avoid you, whatever, push, pull, whatever, um, then he just has to work past your arms. You want to place your body you know, in front of the guys. So that's some things that guys don't understand. And you can see on the, on the left side that he takes that step up with that right foot shielding with his body and, and blocks him out of that backside. And maybe he, you'd like to see him get a little bit more, more upfield here. Um, but he gets, you know, he gets his hands inside here. And then you see how he, he's in a step with that right foot. He's putting his body in, in there. That's, that's a good block. Um, it's a good block right there because even if he did try to get a little bit more upfield, maybe he could have, he could have shot that B gap and followed it. So I, I, I'm going to give that a, that's definitely a good block right there. Uh, positions his body gets in front of that. So next play again, versus um, Georgia. I think this is a deuce block. Let's see. Yeah, that's a deuce block. Okay. Um, so on the play side of blocks, you have, you have, if the, if they combo blocked, that's 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 a uh, that's an ace. If the guard and the tackle, or sorry, it's for people who are not watching. 
um, the play side, the play side, well, the center is always on the play side kind of, but the center and the play side uh, guard, if they, if they combo block, that's an ace. Um, if it's the play side guard and the play side tackle, that's a deuce. If it's the play side um, <clears throat> tackle and the tight end, it's a tray block. And if it's on the back side, you'd have, um, you have, if it's the center and the backside guard, it's Charlie. If it's the, uh, guard and the tackle, it's George. If it's the backside tackle and the tight end, it's Tom. Now there people go super in depth with that. There's actually a lot more names uh, with combo blocks and where they're, where they're working to. So if it's like, if it's like a combo block working to the safety instead of a combo block working to the, to the, to the linebackers, there's more names for it, but um, I have not memorized all those right now. <clears throat> so I went pretty basic right there, even though for some people it's not basic at all, but, uh, all right. And I don't know everything, obviously I'm not, a, you know, I have to learn. Um, it's only been three years of really trying to study and learn and read books and watch film and all this stuff. And, uh, I think if you were to watch one of my shows or even my breakdown, if you were to my breakdown of like three years ago, watch that as compared to breakdowns. Now you'll, you'll, you'll see. Cause I, I go back and I've, I've looked at something like, man, I was, I was not correct on that play, but it, you, you learn, you know? So yeah, this is really good. <clears throat> this is good from, from, from Williams right here. So a lot of people like you want to, you want to attack their, their, their center point of their, of their, of their kind of of their base. Like if you attack up high, a guy has strong legs and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're bendy and they're, and they're flexible. They can absorb that contact with their upper body. And for people who are not, you know, watching on the, on the, youtube show you could lean with your upper body and absorb that and then bounce back if you're attacking my hips where where my base is my, my base of my, my my foundation is if you knock my hips um it's gonna be much harder to to react to that so a lot of guys you see combo blocks and they attack too high up up on that shoulder combo blocks you really want to attack their their waist and you can see how low williams gets right here on this combo block he attacks low and it moves the offensive line. He actually, he actually gets knocked to the ground, and he tries to, he tries to anchor down right there and lessen, but uh, Williams just will knock him to the ground. And look how good his timing is. So he knocks him at the hips. This is where you see that athleticism. Boom. Right to that, right to that, uh, that, that backside linebacker right there. Because like I said, that, that the play side linebacker is going to get blocked, or he's supposed to get blocked um, if this play worked properly. Um, where 74 didn't miss his block one. Uh, if if seventy was able to kick out better, that guard that's that's pretty weak to get stood up where you have a running start. So weak job by seventy, um, and the, the running back isn't super patient right here because there's actually is a gap right here. So if like a Le'Veon Bell right here, you'd 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 see him get lowered here, pitter patter a little bit, shorten a stride. These guys would react outside. Boom, you cut up field. That's that's the type of runner that that Le'Veon Bell is because this this is open. Maybe you have to cut cut again, uh, but he would make something happen out of this. But not good job, good, good job blocking by the rest of the offensive line, but good job on that combo block attacking low, fires out and 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 gets that uh, backside linebacker. I'll play it in, in regular speed so you could you could see it and appreciate it a little bit more how quickly that that happens and how quickly he does this. That's pretty fast right there. You got to remember he's not. There's a difference between watching defensive backs who can run fast and 300 pound offensive linemen. When you're that quick off of a combo block, that's that's good and that's why I think the best fit for him is a zone team. You want to use that athleticism that he, that he possesses. And the same, the same thing for Bradbury. When I do Bradbury, he's going to be a beast in his, in his own scheme. But if you put him in a power man scheme or, or gap scheme, he's not going to be, he's not going to be very good, you know, at all. So, and more of Georgia coming up. I think, I know we have at least four more plays. So let's see. Uh, <clears throat> 
Yeah. Okay. So say this is most of the time. I think he needs more consistency in his pass sets because you're gonna you're gonna see what I'm saying right here. Where see how he he, he drops back too far, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it so you can see. See how he drops back too far. Look at this. Do you see that big gap in between? You do not want that because guys in the NFL are gonna cross chop you or just cross your give you a hard play outside and cross you right in the face, and then you're giving him more of a direct angle to the quarterback. So I think I think at times. He, he takes too inconsistent or too deep of, of pass sets. Um, and he does that right here because, like I said, he's rushing to the, from the outside. And he covers some good ground right here. That's, that's some good ground um, with, his, with his first step of his, of his pass set. Uh, but he needs to stay more inside right here. Um, stay tighter to, to, the, to the guard. You want to split, like I said, his, his hips or you know, knee to crotch. That, that's basically that's all you have to know. Uh, outside leg to the crotch, for the most part, depending on there's different circumstances, but for this knee to crotch. Uh, and he opens way too far. Look where, look where his leg is. Look how open he is outside, and look at his B-gap. So um, he was a guy who people thought, and, and the, obviously the defensive, or defensive end or wherever he is, uses a, a club arm over, and Williams gets tossed to the ground right there because he, 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 it's, a, it's a bad pass set. It's not a good pass set. People talk about him like he's – perfect with his technique and talked about him you know okay well if we don't get Quinn and Williams or both at three Jonah Williams is the pick uh he's there's a reason he's my nine you know and and it's some of this stuff it's some of the inconsistencies I see because people say he's he's the most technical guy you see I, I do not agree with that um and people say you can put him inside as a pro ball he'll be a pro ball center or guard I don't believe that either because I, I haven't seen the power necessary from him to block, like I said, 300-pound defensive lineman. Could he block, block Quentin Williams when he, had, when he had trouble with power versus, versus Cleveland Farrell? Uh, I don't think so. Or Aaron Donald or even, you know, average guy. Not average. I'm not going to call Leo average. But could he block Leo? No way. I, I don't think so. So he's a tackle. Uh, he's a, more of a finesse-type player. Uh, inside, I don't think it would work. I don't know where that necessarily came from. Maybe maybe more in a zone scheme he could work, but I still don't love it. I don't, I don't see him being able to seal – you know, a uh, 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 D tackle. I just, I, I don't. You need power to seal. You need power and strength to seal, especially when you're when you're working working horizontally. So your momentum is going outside, and their momentum is going right up field. You really have to have power to be able to do that. Um, so this is this is a good pass set from him right here on the left side. See, he's he's staying tight to that guard. That's good. See how tight he is. That's that's good. It, listen, if, he, if he's on rushing outside, just stay stay shoulder to shoulder. You know, or not maybe not shoulder to shoulder. You want it that tight, but you want a couple inches, maybe a couple feet, and you can see um, Williams, the the defensive end presses inside first, and then he presses outside. Williams opens his hips outside, which is good. Nice, nice, uh, nice hips right there to get out pretty fast. Um, punches up into the, see that bicep right there. He punches into the bicep, which is completely fine. Bicep uh, slides up to the shoulder, which is which is completely fine. Um, for for your inside arm because like I said if your inside arm is too far inside guys will spin you um or be able to shed it with a hump move or whatever when you have that outside control of that shoulder it's hard to work back against against that 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 uh that point of contact that's still pushing you upfield how you're gonna work against that where if it's inside there you could slip past it on um, that contact so and also that left hand you see that left hand how he, he's literally controlling that left arm um, he has some good good hands right here. He's, he, he has no point of contact right there, so he kind of deflects that away. And then he it's not a hold. Uh, he's he's nice and tight. Like I said, if you're tight like that, you're not going to get called for the hold. Gets his hands inside, leans on them, um, and and has a nice wide base right here. And another good thing with like his his base at times is your base. You don't necessarily want it 
maybe he's leaning a little bit too much, um, but it's still fine. People think like, okay, just stay on your toes. When you're working against toes, your legs bend that way already. So you could push a guy back who's working on his toes. A lot of guys, when they're anchoring down or are even trying to bull rush, this is harder to push back because your leg does not bend that way. And, and you're staying in the middle of your foot. Your, your power is right in the middle of your foot right here um, to, to anchor down where if his leg, if his, if his, if his toe is forward, your leg can bend back. That's, you know, it, that's like, it's like a hinge. It, 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 you could push back a hinge. You'd have to like snap his leg right here. Like, you know, like when you're little kids and like a, a, kind of a way to think about it is, you know, his leg is a little bent. I know everybody did this maybe, or maybe not. And maybe I'm just weird. But like you ever do like with your friends or like your, your siblings where like you guys would, you know, take your feet right like in the middle um, and, and push against each other. Like, and you try to see who, who could win with your, with your legs to get, to, uh, to get straightened out. Once you get straightened out, when they're bending, they're never going to straighten your legs. There's just absolutely no way unless they work from under um, and work against that, against that contact point. But if somebody straightens out their legs, you're not going to be able to. And this is kind of like another way to think about it where you have to like break that leg almost to, to, get, to get past out at times. Um, not break it. That's that's exaggeration. His his leg is not locked into the ground. But if if you played those games, I don't know if you see. Maybe you're like forty or fifty, or you know, maybe you still do the do that. I haven't done that in quite a few years. But I think people know what I'm talking about. You like lay across each other and push your legs. That's that's a good way to think about it. I think that's a good analogy. Kind of just popped into my head. I did not write that down. That's not you know, uh, whatever. It is what it is. But um, nice job right there. Uh, next play. Let's let's look what happens because now now I'm all off track. People are like, he did that? That's freaking weird. I don't know. Maybe I am. I've admitted it. Um, so it's weird that I watch this much film, to be completely honest. So especially for free. Left tackle. Okay, so this is a good example of loading up, actually, now that I look at his leg. You see how, like, he's probably like 80-20 right here. You don't want to load up. You don't want to be evil, even on on both legs. This is a good stance right here. If you're even on both legs, it's hard to generate power. When you load up like a spring, you're really loading up as much as you can. You explode off that one leg. If you have both your power, or both, if you have your weight evenly distributed on your feet, you cannot generate much power. Much power. You want to load up on that left foot. You see, how he's leaning over. He's almost like he's almost knee to chest. That's a, that's a really good stance. And he also has a good uh, good outside leg right here where you don't want – one, you don't want your foot inside because you're locking your hips. When you lock your hips, it's harder to get outside. And also, you don't want your knee straight into the ground. You want to have flex, flexibility. You want your knee to be bent, almost like a kickstand. If you think about a bike, um, literally a bike, that, that, that inside leg is that, that post. It's a, it's a post leg. Um, 90% of the weight, 95% of the weight is on that bike. And then you just have a little bit of that weight on that, on that, like, on that kickstand type of deal. Um, maybe that doesn't make sense. I guess a lot of weight is actually on the kickstand because it's leaning on the bike, but you get what I mean. This is a kickstand. You want your leg at, a, at an angle. Um, that outside arm, a lot of, a lot of weight on that inside. Like I'm feeling analogies today, I guess. I'm rolling on play nine. Is there any other analogies coming in the next 16 plays? I don't know. Maybe there is. Um, so he loads up and that's why he's able to sh power off that, off that leg. That's, that's good right there. That's why he covers ground where if he loaded up on both legs or if he, if he was 60, 40, 70, 30, instead of like 90, 10, um, he would not cover this much ground. So that's, that's good right there. Um, fires back good ground. That's a good, uh, good yard right there that he, that he covers on that, on that first step. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, eyes inside and it's an ET stunt as I'm seeing now. Eh. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a piss poor ET stunt. Yeah, this is, this is not good. Uh, you want to see this, this defense, this, the end right here. 
pressure this this guard more because as soon as he's doing this, this this guard is not threatened at all. He, he he's already looking at him, and then neither of these guys are threatened by by, by this by this uh, interior rusher right here. So that's that's some bad execution. Unless he was unless he was a it was like a stunt and he was like a spy as well. Um, but I don't I don't think so. So by the way, number five right here. I watched this. Look how slow this guy is. Was that just not effort? He knew he was the he was the he was the penetrator of the stunts. So he wasn't gonna get the sack. Like that's that is pretty much as slow as a get off as you see. So uh, piss. That's not a good athlete. But good job by Jonah Williams. That stance um, stays square, um, drives him inside, and he passes him off correctly. And he's he could he he could have blocked this play by himself. The guard literally did absolutely nothing if, if you think about it. Um, so he blocks him inside, changes his path, and he's he's fast enough to get it outside. Onto that, uh, onto that like looper right there. So, good job by Williams. Obviously, it's the play results not good, but good, uh, good job by, by Jonah. Last play coming up against Georgia. Then we get into LSU, and I forget who the last team is against. Um, oh, I guess I already, I guess I already did that play. Am I on? Last show I lost my mind, and now this this show am I gonna lose my mind again? Et stunt. Now let me watch the next one. Sorry, you're not. You guys cannot see what I'm watching, but uh, I just want to talk about the same play. Oh no, it's the same thing. It just again wasn't. Did Georgia was Georgia tired at this point in the game? I don't know. These these guys are doing not look fast. Um, it's almost the same exact thing again. You see you see that load up right there on that on that front. Like it's actually not as. It doesn't look like it's actually 90, 90, 10 or whatever. Eighty five, fifteen, ninety five, five. Um, but. It's still good. Again, cover some cover some ground. Stays square. Maybe I like to see him to be a little bit tighter here, but that's 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 okay. Um, and he's good eyes. As soon as you, you see how Williams' eyes stay outside, so he knows that rusher is going inside. He knows his path. His eyes don't need to be locked into him at all. So he gets the shot on him to assist the the left guard, and then has good enough you know feet um, and balance in in his feet to to stay outside right here. And then he he picks up the block on that on that looper. Um, if I was Georgia's D, I don't, I don't know. I would not run stunts with these guys a lot. They don't look that athletic. <clears throat> um, okay, next play. I lied. There's two more plays against Georgia. <laughs> next play is against LSU. I'm pretty sure. Um, so this is where like people. He actually has good arm length, but this is the plays you see on film that you're like, ah, does he have good arm length? Like I said, usually he has good hands. Usually he drops back properly, but here, see how his punch comes wide. You see, look how open his chest is right here. So if you're going to aggressively attack his chest, a guy like even like a Nick Bosa, uh, Khalil Mack, even even Von Miller, when your arms come this wide, they're going to turn into just bull you. You're you're done. When you give you give a guy like that your chest, you're absolutely done. So his punch comes from too wide right here, um, and he's he's like, he, yeah, it's just it, it, it's about the punch right here. He I think I think he has a good base, and I think he's he's leaning properly into it where he's, he looks like he's pretty aligned. Um, but his hands, look how his, his hands are coming up from his knees almost. Um, you want your hands to be up, 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 you know, closer to your chest and be able be ready to shoot out. Um, his hands are just, they're super predictable when they're coming out this wide and you're, you're leaving a big gap in your chest. Uh, and what happens is the offensive lineman, or sorry, the defensive lineman gets his hand in the chest. Now he has that contact point. He's until so he leans his power into it, which, which jolts Williams back and out now his body is is you know upright, and he's trying to extend instead of your body being you know over over your knees. 
um, nice and aligned, and then you have your arms out when your arms when you're up like this and you're trying to reach something. Um, it's never going to work. So he's off balance now as he's trying to to fight back against that pressure. And now as he's fight, trying to fight back against that pressure, that left that uh, that left arm rips down, and it looks like he chops. And so rips chops, and now he has no contact point. And he's falling over, and he just pushes him, and he winds up on his ass right here. Um, so. Not the best play from Jonah. Like I said, the technique is for the most part good, but he definitely needs refinement in it. Uh, next play against LSU. Say I was partially lying, but I told the truth a second time. So, yeah, this is this is some good patience here. And I don't know why it's just inconsistent sometimes with his patience, but you see how he, he kicks back and how the, the end, uh, or the, actually not the end, the outside linebacker in the two-point stance kind of hesitates. He stays, he stays pretty square right here. I, I like that he doesn't overreact and, and jump too far outside to give him the inside. Um, so, but even here, even here, like it's patience, but it, this is too big of, this is too big of a gap for me. Um, again, you see it right here. I, I, I actually want to say a little bit, so this is patience, but I actually want to say a little bit more patient. Listen, if he's going to hesitate, stay inside. And he's had to beat you outside. You have quick enough feet to react outside. But if he if he was to plant and if he if this outside linebacker is a good athlete, stab up field and the inside's open again a little bit right here. You see it right here. That's and you're blocking and you're and you're and tackles set the de- set the depth of of the pocket and that's true. Um, so you know your quarterback. They have blocking points. So people with the offensive line, they think you just block the same every play. But they don't necessarily. So this could be a, reason, a little bit of a reason why too, because he's in gun. So if he tries to if he tries to shoot inside, he knows his quarterback is is at the twenty yard line. So he can just lean on and, and and push him past the quarterback. Or if he leans outside, he can push him past. But a lot of times, the offensive line. If you watch football practices, even high school, um, they have cones. So you'll have offensive line with a pass set. The quarterback, you know, wherever you estimate his three step drop being five step, seven step play action. They put a cone there and they block around that cone. So you know how to position your body in front of where the quarterback's going to be. Um, but still he is beat inside here because of that. So, you know, like I was saying, I actually, I didn't even read the top of this to be completely honest. I saw the pass set. I actually kind of had a feeling he was going to get beat inside. I actually thought this was a good play. I got a little bit mixed up. Um, cause the, he covers some good ground and he stays patient at first, but then he keeps dropping back. Um, and there's a too big of that B gap and exactly what I said. He uses, you know, just a, he just pushes him really. And, and cross, uh, he controls the elbow, so he pushes him like a little bit of a push, controls that elbow, which eliminates that contact point, and he rushes in, gets pressure on the quarterback because he dropped back too far. So, like I said, some inconsistencies um, in his game right there. All right, a couple more plays against LSU. Left side, don't got to say it. See here, he's not, as, he's not in the kickstand as much. See how that leg is straight right there? You, you want it more – you want it more – a little more bent and outside, but it's okay. It, it could be because he's inside and he's and he's blocking this guy. Let's see if the, let's see if the tight end blocks that guy, other guy. Eh, no, eh. It's a, it's a, that's a decent stance, but okay. Um, so I, I talked about the the techniques and people are you know I actually got a question today about techniques. I'm like, oh well, you always say your the, the techniques. And I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so let's just go over them really quickly. And like, there's some breathing room for a little bit of difference in some people's techniques, kind of like. You'll see. Um, so heads over the center, zero. Um, outside or inside shoulder of the guard, that's, that's, that's the – actually, no, sorry. Let me start over. 
zero to I'm just gonna do I'm not, I'm not gonna try to go over all, all I'm just gonna do it my my cursor or no I have to do it because the people on the freaking podcast you should just listen you should just watch um it'd make my life much easier but heads over the center is zero um outside shoulder of the of the center where your head is in the a gap that's a one tech if you're in if you're lined up inside of the guard um so your head is like an inside shoulder of the guard that's two that's two i if your head's up over them that's two if you're on the outside shoulder of the guard, you know, with your head in that, uh, in that, um, B gap, I was blanked out. That's a three tech. If you're on the inside shoulder of the tackle, that's a four I, if you're over the tackle heads up, that's four, that's, uh, that's four. If you're outside shoulder of the tackle, that's five, or it could be a little bit wider. That's a, a tight end in line. You just go again. So if you're inside shoulder, of the tight end in the line, that's, that's a six I, if your heads up on the tight end, you're a six. If you're outside shoulder of the tight end, you're a seven. And wider than that, you're a nine. Now you could be a nine or a seven without the tight end there. You kind of just put imaginary pieces that it's what I do. And like so if 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 you're watching the screen right here, if you was lined up like here, that's like me called a wide five or a seven. So people call it wide five. They go from wide five to nine. Uh you could do five wide five or you could do five seven. Um so like seven will be here and like like out here would be like a nine. Um <clears throat> so that's that's techniques for people who are watching or if you're listening if you could pick up on that maybe you got to play it a couple times but he's on the left side regardless um so this is a good job saying square you see how his, his hips are open outside so if he does if he if, it, if the defensive end shoots outside he, he still has his hips open or, or his foot outside so he can open um he stays nice and tight to the guard they say you don't have to be shoulder to shoulder but he's he's in a nice controlled um, distance away from the the left guard right here, he stays patient, square. This is this is better. Um, now he's not. He doesn't have to just. He doesn't have to work so hard to go need a crotch right here if he's staying inside. As long as he has that. As long as he has that gap integrity and that responsibility next to that that guard, um, that's fine. So the defensive end rushes. You know, inside at first gives him a little. You see the little head fake right here. He stays nice and square. Shoots. See, see how his hands like. Not, like they are low at first, but when he shoots them, they're shooting like from his, almost from his like his belly button. That's better right here. Nice base. Um, he's nice and he has, he has good leverage right here. Um, nice bend in the knees, and he shoots at first. And because because he shoots, and the um, the defensive end tries to go for like a nice like look like a club arm over to the outside. It looks like, but Jonah Williams gets his hands inside, and because he he bounces them outside. Jonah Williams isn't going to try to keep his hands on him because he's bouncing outside. You want to just stay inside. Um, you don't want to lean and get yourself off balance. So he pushes him, stays square, resets. You see, and he gets his hands back on him. Good, good extension right here. Hips square. That's a, that's a good rep. You see, he, he shuts him down right here um, because of all those those reasons that I that I just said um, from Jonah. It's obviously it's played a little bit of slow motion type deal um, right there. Let's see. Good assist on counter. <clears throat> Left side. Yeah, this is something like the, the, the he helps his guards a lot um, for sure, and he knows that he can get outside on this on this. Uh, this is another another counter OF from a from a split back or a, a split gun set right here. You have a split gun set counter OF. And he helps on that on that block, the down block, because when you're pulling, 
a guard, that, that center is going to – he hits a down block away. And a down block's not always towards the center. Down block can be away from the play as well. So he's a down block. But because he's, you know, he's far away, he hits a down block all the way from, from being you know, where he is as a center all the way to a 4-4 you know, eye tech. That's not – if he penetrates that B gap, you're, you're screwed. Um, on a, on a counter play, um, for the most part, he's have to wait for those blocks to develop. It's a little bit more of a slow developing play. So Williams knows that he has a smart to, to know that. So instead of just, you know, drive, catching, kick, sliding outside and leaving a big gap in the B gap, if the center, if he's athletic and the center can't get there, what does he do? His first step is inside, but his other leg is shooting outside to open up right there. Um, now does he have a great base right here? No, but he's, he's allowing himself to, to open up outside. So shot right there which the center probably would have got there anyway. Um, but he's helping. He's assisting the center right here. Gets his right arm on him. And he has, he has a, the, uh, the quickness in his feet to get outside right here, um, which is good. And if he's rushing upfield, let him rush upfield. If he's rushing upfield versus a, a, a play that's going the opposite way, that's not a big deal unless it's like, you know, if he's a elite athlete, it's like outside wide zone or something like that. But good play by, by Jonah right there. Okay, moving on to play number 15. All right, we still have a decent amount of plays versus LSU here. I think I, I only did three games for him, but it was enough. It was enough to, to see what kind of player he is um, for the most part. Do I, do I wish I had more film of him? Yeah. Yeah. So you have, a, you have pin and pull on the, on the uh, front side of the play right here. Um, a lot of pin and pulls, like the rest of the offensive line um, blocks like zone, and then the front side of that play will, will pin and pull. And you see some athleticism that he has here to get outside. And, yeah, he ducks his head into, into this block. But that's because number nine, you know, kind of stays a little bit square. And then you see at the last second, he tries to turn the corner right here and, and use some burst to get out to uh, get away from Williams. So nice job here, uh, staying square, uh, ducking his head into the block, getting on him. And then, again, throws another shot right, right here so as the, as the uh, defensive back tries to, tries to bend around and maybe get his, his hand on the – foot or ankle or leg of him to trip up the running back, he's able to uh, duck his head and truck him into the ground right there. So um, good job by Williams there. Like I said, if you want him pulling, that's good. If you want him pulling on like sweeps to the outside, that's good. Pulling as a left guard on power, I could see it. Um, but as a strictly inside guy who's like trying to try to blow a uh, defensive tackle, no tackle off the ball, I, I just I don't see it. Or trying to re- reach block guys, do not see it. So this is some struggles in the run game. You see him on the top right here um, with his the inability to, to finish in the run game at times. So yeah, he gets stood up a little bit right here. You see, it, this is, this could just be this is pure strength. Too. It's not always technique. Players aren't always the same. So he doesn't have he's not the strongest guy. And like this is this is just a this is just a three tech. It's like, do you think he, I, I, I don't see him consistently moving people in the run game on the inside. I just, I just do not. And this is kind of a situation right here where you see his base is a little bit like narrow. You see how his legs are pretty much like straight up and, he, and he's a little bit narrow here. You want a little bit more of a base. And because he's a little bit, he's a little bit high up and he's not able to really like at right here, like roll his hips up through the, through the, uh, through his block. Um, he gets stood up and then because of that, he's, he's driving high and, you know, he blocks the, the, the three tech for a little bit of time, but at, because he's a little bit high right here, he doesn't have like the best hand position. Um, the three tech uses a little bit of a push by and then gets in on the tackle right here. So like I said, not the best in the run game at times. So this is a, this is one of the plays I talk about like aggressiveness that I like from him. He's a, he's an aggressive guy. He like he likes to finish plays, which is something I like to say. 
and there's really not much to this. He drops back. The uh, stand-up outside linebacker, looks like an outside linebacker um, right here, drops back into, into coverage, which looks like a curl-the-flat zone or – Looks like yeah, looks like a curl the flat, <clears throat> and because of that, his eyes snap off of him. Okay, he's dropping into coverage. Now look at your next threat. You know this. He's not a threat. He's covering. He's you know he's a defense back unless he is coming inside. He's he's not a threat at this point. Cause he drops back. He drops back. So Williams knows that all the other threats are inside. Outside, nothing's there. He looks at this linebacker. He's not coming. Flash his eyes inside. Okay, well now I'm gonna assist on this block. Drops away, boom, trucks him over. This is I, I like that. I like that in offensive lineman. I like guys rushing and getting trucked over. Um, pancakes, that type of stuff. Now, like I said, he's not a powerful guy. He's able to do this one-on-one. But if he's attacking your hip and you're already engaged, um, he's going to do this. And I, I, I definitely like that. It's, it's a, you're setting a tone a little bit right there. So that's good from him um, on that play. Play number 18 of 25. I said tight to right guard. It's obviously the left guard. Um, okay, so this, let's see. This is a, you can call this an outs, we call this outside zone. It, it looks like, yeah, he's, he's going outside until um, obviously number 82 has to jump far outside and that defensive back is trying to contain, contain the edge right there. So he rushes off the tackle. Um, so I would say it's outside zone just because of his, of where he's trying to get at first, um, but because it you know he cuts back, it's almost more like a mid zone, like where he ends up. But original track, I'm gonna say it's outside zone. Williams does a good job here. He he ducks. He, no, he gets into the block. He gets into the box. So he uses his hips to seal that block. Now, if you were just straight on, if you're just blocking him straight on, like I said, you don't have the hips and the body to work through. So if he was more straight. Um, you know, he could he, the defensive lineman or whoever it may be might be able to defeat you outside because you put your body in that position. That's great. That's that's a really really good block combo block. Um, which like I said, this is a, a tr- uh, tr- not a tray. Um, was helping the guard, so ace. This is a deuce block, and you see this timing. So as he he knows where the run back is coming, he he, he can tell by the angles of everybody and timing. But ready. Boom, off of it. That's good. Keeping your eyes on that linebacker. Um, staying on that block until the second level. Don't come off that block early. You know, listen, if, if, if the linebacker is hesitating like he, like he does inside, you see how he reacts inside, then outside, that's not, that's not really that great of a play by the, by the linebacker. Unless he's gonna, if he's going to try to shoot that gap in, in, interiorly, then um, – or is that a word? On the interior? Whatever. Um, hesitates. And that lets Williams have a great angle. So stay on that block until until you until you um until you have to leave that block. So really really good timing gets on that block. The running back only has one guy to beat, um, which he does. And then uh, number six, you know, gets gets to him eventually. But which is Williams' man. But because he's working, if you're working vertically right like that, it's hard to block a guy when he has to work vertically. So I'm still gonna give him a, a plus for that for that block right there. Plays 19 coming up. I said hips square footwork. Left side, as you know. Yeah, okay. So this is, again, you see good ground covered on that on that, uh, that, that first step right here, and you're going to see that double tap again. One, two. That's to keep square and, and keep the, the, the distance um, between him and the guard if you're not going to rush outside, which he doesn't. 
he takes like one hard step upfield and then he breaks inside. And Williams does not react too hard outside, which I, like I said, he needs more consistency in this in this part of his game. Um, gets into the block, good hand position, nice and tight, and you're not going to get off this block when you're that tight. You're just it's not really going to happen. Um, two, it doesn't find anybody and throws the ball away, but good block from from Joyner right there. All right, we're going to run through these last five plays. We have. Um, Couple more against L- LSU, and I think I think the next one is Arkansas State. Um, so, because this is this 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 looks like a it's a zo- it's a zone run from from uh, from pistol right here, and uh, not a great job really execution by. See how the, the this right guard does not assist this this guard you know this uh, tackle at all. You want to see a little bit more assistance from the guard right here because. What happens is that uh, backside three tech just shoots that gap, and you're like, "Oh, well, what is the the tackle doing?" Now, maybe you don't want to see that wide of an angle, but to get ground, you have to give ground. You've heard me talk about that before. I'm gonna talk about that a lot with Bradbury, where if you're on the line and you just cut straight across the line, you don't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to cut him off like that you're, unless you're a super, super athlete. Um, but to give that, to get that ground, you're gonna have to loop around sometimes. That's what this uh, the tackle tries to do. The guard does not help him at all. But Williams doesn't do a good job here either. You see how he gets blown off the ball, off the ball a little bit right here. So because it's a delayed handoff, he can't just shoot up the field, um, you know, on this play. So his first step is back and then forward. But do you see how he's leaning at the hips uh, at the waist right here into the block? His his legs are not under the block, so you're not generating a lot of power um, into it. You're not balanced right there, and because of that, he gets stood up and he gets shed. And the uh, the defensive end is it a defensive? Yeah, the uh, the looks like a f- He's like a four or five tech. Um, I would say actually a four tech is able to, you know, defeat the block because, like I said, he leans into the block. You don't want to see lean um, certain certain points. If you're trying to anchor, sometimes like the last play, I think. Let's see. I'm gonna bring up the last play again because I think the last play like he he leaned. Like there's a difference between leaning in the run game and leaning to anchor. So when you know you're gonna face a bull rush, leaning like this is is fine because you're absorbing that contact where you're gonna. So instead of saying straight up. Um, just think about trying to push somebody straight up. If he's straight and trying to push him backwards, um, when you're straight up, it's, it's a little bit easier. Where if you're leaning into the block, what you're going to do is you're, you're putting a lot of your pressure um, up on the, on the top of your body. And then even if he does blow back top of your body, instead of your legs being squarely pro, uh, or, or firmly under, under your, um, your waist, where you're going to fall backwards, where if you lean forward and you kind of kick your feet out backwards, you're, you're allowing your, your feet to absorb that contact. So you're going to lean in and your, your legs are going to go back. So then he's going to blow you back a little bit. And then you have that anchor and your feet under your, your, uh, under your hips instead of saying straight up where your feet are not going to be under your hips if you don't absorb it. So like here, see how he, see how he leans and he drops his, his feet back. That's, that's fine to absorb a bull rush. So just to show the difference a little bit, like different leans are, are okay. Sometimes, sometimes they're not. It all depends on this other situation. <clears throat> so it's not as simple as, oh, leans are always bad, you know? So this was piss poor quality, as you can see on this video. Um, did we do this one? Okay, yeah, this is like the same type of thing. So it's the same thing as he, step, he steps back first and then he goes to block. Do you see how he's leaning at his waist? You don't want that. You want to be under your hips to generate that power. So um, leans at the waist and he ducks his head. Look how, see how his head, how his head like goes down right here, right there. 
he has no idea where the where the where the defender is right there. How it looks like he almost has like no head right here. It's because he's ducking, and ducking you can't react. Taking away vision in any situation is not good. You're from from this point on, that quarter of a second you're blocking blind. You can't react to what they're doing. You can't see their hands. You can't see their body angle. He ducks. He and he, he's leaning at the waist, and he gets shed really easily. Now that guy doesn't make the tackle on the running back, but not good play right there in, in the run game from from Williams. This is there's like I said, there's reasons he's ninth and not third or fourth or fifth. And I could argue ninth. I could probably put him down as far as twelve if I really wanted to, depending on ceilings, etc. Um, let's see on this play. So he just bypass. He just he's just getting he's getting past that defensive end because he he's passing off that block to the. Uh, to the to the tight end on the play side, so it's like a it's actually like a one it's like a one back power um, with like a with like a tray block, and you see how again leaning at the waist, ducking his head, and the linebacker is able to get off of him and make the tackle. You don't want to see a linebacker get off of it. now if it's like a CJ Mosley is super athletic, but he's able to just drop his weight a little bit right. A tiny bit right there, absorb that contact, and he just he just brushes them off because he comes in, he comes in uncontrolled in the second level a little bit too much for me. So, like I said, he's not a perfect prospect. Um, you don't want to see that. We have three plays left. I think they are all against. Yep, now we're getting into Arkansas State, uh, which is a little bit better quality. Thank God from the freaking uh, LSU game, which was terrible. Good ground on that first step. He's just inching back. Now, maybe there's a little bit too much of a gap again right there. Um, but because of how far the quarterback is dropping back, listen, now, if, if this was a three-step drop, so if the quarterback was here, this would be a little bit worse. But because the quarterback's there, leaving that distance in the B gap is, is not as bad. Like, that's, that's fine for, the, for this situation, if you, if you know what I'm saying. So if, if the quarterback, if this was a shallow drop and he's two yards behind the line of scrimmage, then this is a bad set. But because he's so far back, this is not a bad set. Um, once you really watch it because you have to block where the quarterback is going to be. If you're going to burst inside, I'm going to lean on you and you're done. Lean and you're done. So good block right there. Uh, good way to good, – good depth um, for this situation. Stays square. Um, keeps his feet under his hips for the most part. Stays linear. Plus play for him. Two more plays of Williams. I hope – I don't know if I screwed up anything this, this show with like sharing the screen and talking. I know I've done it a couple times. Um, but it is what it is. So I hope that I don't think this, this time I have. So you're going to see the combo block again. Do you see how obviously he's a tackle instead of blocking up high, you see how he gets really, really lower here. And he looks like he's, atta- he's attacking more of like the waist and that's turning. Like I said, you can absorb from the top. You can absorb from the torso. You cannot absorb from the legs. It's, it's a lot harder to do that. Uh, to take on two blocks when he's attacking the hips. You want to attack low, attacks low, takes him out of the play. And then he's able to to stay upright and uh, block the the linebacker who gets sucked into traffic right here. This is like what I talk about like getting sucked into traffic. You want to see a little bit more of uh, just like quick feet right here, kind of sa- staying uh, laterally capable, not pressing the line of scrimmage. And because he presses the line of scrimmage too early, it gets sucked into traffic. Williams is literally right there to block him. Gets his gets his hands on him. Drive, drive. Oh, this is. I think he drives for a while here. So hits the hip, gets on that block. Yep, keep driving until that play is over. So, one pancake. Drive, drive, drives. Hips, uh, weight is under for the most part. He's a little bit high, but he's driving against uh, you know, all a uh, freaking 
defensive back, so it's okay. Um, drive, 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 pancakes. So two pancakes on the play. Good, really good play from, from Williams. And I think we have another good play. Yeah, we have another good play to end the, uh, the show. Let's see. Right here, left side, bottom of your screen. Yep, again. And the play is going the opposite way. Um, they run Veer. This is Veer. A little bit of a modified Veer with that uh, that sifter underneath 87, but this is a Veer play or Veer run. <clears throat> this is where we ran a lot in high school, Veer. We had two back Veer, Veer, Veer with a pitch option. That's what my offense was. Um, <clears throat> So, good job on the back side. So, it's not the front side of the play. So, it's a backside block between the offensive tackle and the tight end. What is the block called? Do you like the door explore thing? Do you know? Oh, yes. You're pointing to this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I talk to myself too much, I guess. So, Tom. This is a Tom combo. And good positioning with his hips. Blocks low. Moves 50 outside right here. Sees uh, this linebacker, you know, press up towards the line of scrimmage. Good timing right here. Steps, out, steps outside, gets, you know, see how he, he – this is, this is good with his power. Loads up, explodes up and through. Good job right here. And he stays on the block a little bit longer as well. Uh, he gets off eventually, but um, good job. So that's, that's it for the Jonah Williams review. Today is Sunday. I will be back definitely on Tuesday doing Ed Oliver. Like I said, I'll finish Ed Oliver uh, within the next couple of hours if I'm able to, uh, depending on how soon I'm through that stupid freaking birthday party. Um, and I'm watching Game of Thrones. There's n- My phone is not looked at one time during Game of Thrones. Uh, surround sound, lights off. Uh, maybe I'll crack a beer. Yeah, maybe I will. You never know. So uh, busy night tonight. And the next couple of weeks, like I said, I'm going to try to pump out couple more guys at least ed oliver bradbury looks like Jawan taylor is going to win soon too um hakeem butler dk metcalf uh tj hawkinson like those are probably the guys are getting before the draft uh and then after the draft you're going to have the montez sweats the um the uh i'm blanking out on names right now uh the montez sweats the jakai polites the cleveland farrells um the greedy williams byron murphy Etc. 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 Devin White, Devin Bush, like those guys might come a little bit after. But like I said, I'm gonna break them down because I'm not wasting hours of my time watching films. So hopefully you enjoy them. If you could leave your review, uh, five stars is great. If you can write five stars, and we, you know, great show. We we listen to it every time it comes out. Whatever. That's that's awesome. Um, it takes obviously a f ton of work to do this. I don't just come on and and talk story storylines. I can talk storylines for five hours. Uh, actually, having to break down the film, prepare it, show it to you guys, share it, all this stuff, put it up. Um, it is a ton of work. It's not just some stupid talk show that you know whatever. Uh, it's not stupid. They all, that's kind of mean. All all everything has a has a point because you know guys from TOJ do more talk shows. Like the the Jet Take does talk shows. Um, you know, Scott Mason does more of like a talk show type interview type thing. Joe Caparoso does that, but that's not me. Uh, that's not what I do. I used to do that stuff, but I like film. I like getting into nitty gritty. I, I show you what you need to know. So leave a review. I'd appreciate it. Watch Game of Thrones. If you haven't, uh, start binging it from season one and message me and be like, listen, I didn't watch it because of you, because I, you know, if you trust me, whatever, if you're a fan of the show and you're like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. That's, that's enough. I've, I've already been told by 99 people, Joe is the 100th person to put me over the edge. I'm going to watch it. 
if you are going to watch it because of me, message me because I want to know what you think because it's freaking it's awesome. Uh, but I'll be back in two days. Review of Ed Oliver, and uh, I'll see you guys then. Have a good one.